for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Black, black, Man like Atlas. Bang. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> man good? like, man like. What's up, guys? What's the word? What's what is good? We're here. Welcome to Blab Chat. Another episode. Another episode. Another one. Another this one. is 90... 93, I believe. Four. Three. No, 90... Episode three. 93. Episode 93. We're here. Uh, this is Blab Chat, an all-music production podcast. Yes. We talk about... You guessed it. <laughs> Music, sports, no, pro, you guessed it. <laughs> gluten Car free, gluten free donuts. <laughs> no, um, uh, we talk about music production, which means that we care very much about beat makers, producers, creators, uh, mm-hmm. any creative. Honestly, yeah, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of shit we talk about here applies to just like creatives, right? In fact. It's, right. it's a fact so anyway um, if this is your first time listening to us welcome uh, my name is Ill Mind I'm a music producer I'm here with my co-host she girl perfections in the build yo what up what's yeah. the plug the sketch one two yeah I was waiting for it Glam, waiting for uh, it. Glam, uh, we have another co-host Glam she Glam. couldn't make it she's uh, she's doing some stuff out out of the states mm-hmm. so um, she'll be back should be back next week. Big teens. Yeah. Um, but uh it's brick as fuck out. Yeah. First I wanna say Yo. Yes. Yo. First, first I wanna say please bundle up Absolutely. out there. Are you are you guys seeing these uh I think I haven't seen any yet, but I just read it on a, on Twitter. There's apparently this like challenge going on in Chicago where kids are going out shirtless. And throwing water Why in the air. Why is that a challenge? They're dumping water on their head. Why? Outside. <laughs> to see it I freeze. I don't know if this is true. Oh, my God. To see it freeze. Yeah. Come on, guys. I don't even want to harp on this for long, but I just wanted to mention it because it was one of the most ridiculous things I've read today. Yeah. It was five minutes The ago. water just freezes when you... Yeah, you freeze. It like goes into like a mist. You're going to go into hy- hypothermia and you're going to get oh very sick. Yeah, there's no point. No, there's no point. There's no point. While you're at it, you oh, might as well just shit. stick your tongue in a street bowl or something yeah, like that. It's, yeah. it's just crazy. A lot of people turning their stoves on. Yep. Ovens. I used to, I used to do that. I used to do that back in the day. Ovens are on and open. You used to leave I, it on. Yeah. I used to do that. Leave it open. I'm saying remember to turn it off too. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah, Did you guys ever cook as well, like at the same time or just do the oven? What do you mean? Like leave the oven on oh, and yeah. then like cook too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, if it's cold like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's a different type of heat. 
Yeah, like it's the a different oven, type of heat. Like it, it bakes. It bakes. The heat out. It's a, it it's feels weird. better than the heater. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you got to put the oven on on like mm-hmm. you know five hundred or whatever. Yeah. Like you full have blast, to. and then you open the door and let that thing just. You ever put it on roast mode to see the flames? <laughs> oh, yeah. <come> <laughs> <laughs> keep that shit open. But <laughs> that, it is cold. That's the hardcore shit. With some marshmallows and yeah. stuff, chilling. But it is cold yeah. as shit. Like I didn't believe that certain places it was gonna be like negative no. fifty. Yeah. And then yeah. I looked it up and. It was real. Yeah, it's real. That's negative 50. No, That's I don't even, crazy. I can't even fathom what that feels like. So, guys, please be safe Thumbs out there. Yes. Please be safe. And if you're don't... somewhere warm, I'm jealous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All you guys in Miami, fuck you. Yep. All of you guys in the. Uh... Two weeks, I'll be in Miami. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yes. Nice. My, my South jammy. Beach. Yeah. Nice. Alice is going to Miami. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Are you doing another producer meetup thing out there? Or We're just... doing uh, Respect the Engineer. Ah, uh, with Cruz. Me and Cruz. Nice. Uh, at We The Best Studios. Are there any slots? There are slots, yeah. You go to uh, respecttheengineer.com. Listen, um, guys, go to respecttheengineer.com. Mm-hmm. Atlas go, and Cruz, go, go. you know, you know, turn me up, Cruz. Turn me up, Meek Cruz. Mill, Cruz. Mm-hmm. Meek Mill's engineer. They they partnered up to do these um, mm-hmm. these events, and they're for engineers and producers too. Yeah, producers and who so want to get their doing, engineer game. They're doing yep. one in Miami at We the Best Studios, which you know, Khaled Studio. Mm-hmm. So this is a great opportunity to network and uh, to meet these guys. So you should Thanks. go. What what website do they need to go to? Uh, they go that? to respecttheengineer.com. Amazing. Or you could follow me, Atlas the Plug, uh, on all social media to my bio. Yeah, love it. Be fire. I, I like love that. that. Like oh, I like that. Metal one. Gear. That Metal Gear Solid. I'm going to use that one more. I'm going to use that one more. So, speaking of events, too, very briefly, I'm going, I'll be in, by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be a couple days um, after you listen to this, if you're listening on Friday. Uh, but exactly, or less than a week from today, uh, which is Friday. February 7th I want to say um, Thursday February 7th and Friday February 8th I'll be in Toronto nice I'm doing past the aux in Toronto Fire. Uh, day number one is sold out there's a couple slots left for Friday February 8th so if you want to hang out with me in the studio in Toronto um, with a bunch of producers uh, just go to my website illmindproducer.com you'll see all the information on what I'm doing and and who's you know um what to expect and all that stuff. So if you're an up-and-coming producer or even an artist as well, uh, go to illmindproducer.com, pull up in Toronto. And then the following week, after the Grammys, after I win a Grammy, yeah. damn it, I'm putting yeah. it in the air. I'm tired of being a Grammy loser. Sound effect. I need to bring one home. Facts. Anyway, if I don't, I'm, I'm totally grateful. So <laughs> fuck that. I need one. You will. Please. You got it. You but got um, it. Grammy winner or loser or not, I'll be in Los Angeles Monday, February 11th, and Tuesday, February 12th. Um, I'm doing Pass the Ox out there as well. Um, so night number one is sold out, but uh, there's still tickets for night number two. You got so. a Grammy, bro. You got it. We're putting we'll it see. out there, yo. We'll see. It's, it's, it's already happened. He has it's done. a Grammy, guys. By the time they we hear this, see. We it's gonna be, uh, they're going to see it on the gram. We shall see. Uh, go to illmindproduce.com, check that out. And uh, yeah, man, I'm going on tour the whole year, like I yep. said uh, in the previous episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going everywhere, so these tickets are going fast. Berlin just sold out today. Wow. Which I'm, and that's, that's not fine. until May. Wow. Yeah, so if you missed the boat uh, to Berlin, uh, there's still slots in London. If you feel like coming to London... Pause, I want to say. Coming to London. (laughs) Anyway, uh, if you feel like um, participating in London, also a pause. Uh, There's still slots left. Go to inlineproducer.com. Anyway, what do you want to talk about, guys? There's a lot of shit. uh, Oh, my God. Do you know, there's a lot of stuff that we have talked about. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but I feel like there's people out there that are still not getting the message, mm-hmm. which is like what? really fucked up. I'm, I'm, so I'm, this is sort of like a, uh, like a, an experiment to me, I feel like. It's like a social experiment mm-hmm. where we're talking about certain things, we're putting information out there, and you're seeing people that are kind of taking the advice and following it and, and pursuing, but then you also see people that aren't. So I'm really fascinated by like how many people actually, you know, listen and become inspired and, and then apply what we're talking about to their life. Like literally apply, you know, and I, I believe that it's a small percentage. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it's that many mm-hmm. people. I think people listen and they're like, okay, cool. And then they feel motivated for a couple of days yeah. and then like three days go by and they're back to their old shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. It's like muscle memory. Yeah. yeah. They just don't change habits. So yeah, you know. exactly. What did, what did they say? It's like they after three like weeks, 21 days, 21 to break days, a habit. Yeah. 21? 21 days. Oh wow. Three weeks. Wow. Ish. To break a habit. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy because I feel like in terms of music producers, we're out here trying to like figure this thing out. We're like mm-hmm. trying to break the break the code, like figure out the matrix. Mm-hmm. And like, there's nothing really. There's really, honestly, nothing, nothing to figure to out. Break, right? <laughs> yeah, just do it. Yeah, you 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 know, you just have to like make mad beats just all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's one thing too that I was thinking about. First of all, two things. Um, one thing is. Um, you know, when you were talking about something to, something to talk about before, it actually hit me. And I'm not going to say that I was wrong because I still kind of feel this way, but I look at it differently is the whole type beats thing. Yeah. You know, like when it. we first, it. when we first started Blap Chat a couple years ago, we were like anti-type yep. beat. Like <clears throat> you couldn't even get me to agree with it. Mm-hmm. I was just told, I was like, well, you're not being yourself and, you know, you want to be a brand and blah, 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 blah. I got to say, though, you know, two, three years later. A lot of type beats have. People are getting placements now through the type beats, you know, like um, even our guest today. I won't say who it is until he comes on. Even he got his facts that way, too, you know, and concept. I mean, there's a bunch of concept P. Yeah. Who for uh, Takashi Six Nine? Who did Kuda and Rondo? Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of others. I know we're for, I'm forgetting yeah. a few, but you know, I I, I I'm looking at it differently now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm more. I'm, I can honestly say I'm opened up to it a lot, a lot more. So. I have a question. What about you? Do you feel like when producers are in the studio with an artist and they're playing them beats, do you think they're sending them tight beats? Yeah. Well, I think yes and no. So you know. I think the confusion comes from there's two d- different types of uh, definitions mm-hmm. for what a type beat is. You know, on one hand, the argument is the type beat is a producer creating a beat that's similar to something, which there's an argument there to say that that's what we all do. Mm-hmm. That's what we all do. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm imitate w- yeah yeah right. which is what all art does right you exactly. know uh virgil abloh is making uh mm-hmm. streetwear type 90s hip-hop type clothing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um balenciagas are 90s hip-hop type sneakers mm-hmm. uh i and i can go on forever you know um so when i think about music production you're the type beat is 
uh, a definition of creating a beat that's similar to something. Mm-hmm. Now, the other side of the argument is the literal sense, which is when you make a type beat, you're doing it for SEO, which stands for Search Engine yeah. Optimization, which right. a lot of you guys know about. And it's a tactic to become discovered or for your beat to become discovered on Google, YouTube, whatever, mm-hmm. um, which has shown in history to be effective. Right. right. And so the end goal for this entire argument is to get placement and to get paid. Now, I don't know exactly if all type beat co-signed producers have the same drive and are driven by the same thing. You can have a type beat, you can have a kid that makes, you know, a bunch of beats every day and they're doing the type beat thing that they make Illmind type beats, Murder Beats type beats, uh, Drake type beats. Mm-hmm. They're, going, they're on YouTube and they're generating income and it's like working. And somewhere along the lines, that kid, you know, might realize like, oh, wow, like this is working and I'm making money. This is my motivation. This is what I love doing. I love doing this and I'm making enough money to support myself and this is what I'm going to be. And if I get big placements one day, I'll take it. Obviously, Mm -hmm. that'll be fine. And then there's, you know, other producers who look at that type of approach and say to themselves, this is like kind of a cheat code and it kind of cheapens my brand a little bit. Right. And I think like I'm on the fence. I I think there is no right or wrong. Right. I used to be like, nah, fuck type beats. Right. I used yeah, to. Me too. Yeah. And I'm still kind of holding my ground mm-hmm. in terms of me not believing that that method works for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to also continue to argue that if you are a type beat producer and you're leasing beats, $50 here, $100 here, low price point, and you're making generating money cool. I think you're going to have to really think hard about what you can do to set yourself apart from the rest of the pack mm. and become right. a top-notch producer if that's what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to be Metro Boomin, right. if you want to be right. Timbaland, if you want to be Murder Beats. we also did speak about that before. Right. About, like, people's, you know, um, personal goals. There yeah. are right. people that want to sell, you know, a beat for what, like... What was it like? Ninety nine cents. Yeah, it's a dollar. You know what I mean? Or they want to sell it for a hundred, and they want to sell a thousand of those, or they want to not sell those and then get a major placement. You Mm -hmm. know, it kind of all depends on like the person's goal. Yeah, and I think the art. Sorry to cut you off, but the argument that's being made is that oh, it's like happening. You have, uh, you know, you have uh, Taz Taylor, and Mm -hmm. you have you know, Nick Mira and you have these, and yeah, they're doing great things and they're getting more popular and it's like type B driven. Right. But we're still discovering that. Mm -hmm. I think we're still in that transition stage Mm -hmm. of really knowing if that formula, if you can go from $50 type beat leases to mega stardom and be a superstar producer, Mm -hmm. we don't know yet because no one has really blown up. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's possible and it'll happen. Mm But I also think that, you know, kind of transitioning out of that and being original would also help you, you know, kind of um, 
what do you call it? Like position yourself in like, you know, the space as a different producer or someone that has like different type type of music because let's be real, like music is very oversaturated right now mm-hmm. from artists to producers to everybody's a manager, everybody's yep. an A&R, we know that. You know what I mean? Everyone's recording, everyone's putting their shit up. So as a producer, I feel like being like tight beat and going the route of like just putting it on YouTube or putting it online in hopes of someone finding it. Do you think that that, that doesn't minimize your chance of getting placed? Because you're, you're betting more on kind of like luck. Yeah, I, th- I think it only increases you know I mean? it because the more avenues you're putting it out on, the better your chances of getting seen by somebody. Right. You but know, as a tight beat, though. Yeah, I think it helps. I think it helps as far as you see. I think I think where I got where in the beginning when where I was so anti anti tight beat was because I didn't see the SEO side of it. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it as you know you not being a brand and like <clears throat> being unique and being different than everybody else. Because when I came up in music. You wanted, you had to be different. Yeah. If you sounded like the other dude, there's probably going to be a fight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you was so again. Now times are different. It's changed. You know. But when I realized that they were doing it for the SEO, that's when I was like, oh, right. okay. So right. this is like a marketing strategy. Right. To 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 um to get their tracks out there. Yeah. But what do you think that says about Rich. the artists looking? For tight beats, uh, like we talk about producers that mm-hmm. do tight beats. What about the artists that look for tight beats? Yeah, do you I th- think that's? I think I think it's cool. Yeah, box? yeah. I think uh, it's just still it's worked. It's kind of been working for them. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these guys are are going to YouTube and finding these tight beats, and and it's proven in history that it's worked. Now, we have to really also not forget about the statistics in all of this right very you very know, low you percentage. have you have these little success stories of joey badass going to find a type beat right this person this person right but when you compare the amount of times it actually happened to yeah. the amount of upload of, of of times that it's not working right yeah the amount of beats that are on the amount right. of type beats that are on youtube that's what i'm are, saying so like, you look at those two numbers and they're just astronomically different right. and then you think about how many producers are actually like relevant or successful and and kind of considered you know the on that list of like you're a successful music producer and the ones that aren't another f- very small right. number here and a huge number that mm-hmm. aren't and so but that's kind of what I was saying about like the luck in a sense because mm-hmm, I right. think it helps SEO but if you're not doing SEO properly you know if no one's finding you mm-hmm. you know because like let's be honest like if we're talking SEO SEO if you're going to put like producer on your page or type beat or Drake how many other millions of people do you think don't have you know those tags as their SEO on their on their websites mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So that means you got to do more than in order for your shit to be in the main page or yeah. like to. So it's, you're kind of like on luck in a sense. Oh, you know it's all I mean? luck. And I think that's kind it's, of it's what minimizes yeah, the amount of like success that yeah. it's taken them. Yeah. Part mm-hmm. of it, you're absolutely right. Part of it is luck, but there's also a lot of things that you are in control of them. You know, it's like if you're doing the type beat hustle and you're working, you know, five hours a day, you're going to get some results. But if you double that and work 10, you're going to double your results. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's really on you. But I think that. I and mean, you could also pay. 
to be honest. Pay right. what? Like Google. Yeah, you I mean, they pay. have Google ads. Oh, yeah. And you know, like, like you that. can pay yeah. For, yeah. for it, too. You know? That's a whole other fucking thing. I know. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just right. I'm saying that's another thing. that people do that. There's yeah. some rich kid out there, zero talent. It's like, you know what? I'm a tech guy. Let me just make this beat. I'll do all the right. back-end ad stuff and this, that. And, right. Yeah. You know, they might yeah. get... You know, they might do ten thousand streams. It might get ten million right. streams. I don't. I know. think. I think we're still in the midst of like what really uh, what the impact is of being a type B producer and then transitioning fully into oh, I'm like a fully respected like mm-hmm. upper echelon music producer. And, and and you know, maybe that's not for everybody, but. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting. You know what I feel like might change the landscape of that, What's that? is if one major artist came out Co-signed and it. like found the type beat online. Mm-hmm. Like if Rihanna came out right now with a fire song and was yeah. like, "Oh, I just found that type beat," everybody's gonna go looking for type beats. Right. You but then I mean? think of it this way: then you're gonna triple or quadruple the amount of people that are doing it, which also clouds the space up, which. <laughs> again even decreases your chances even more because of just the simple fact of saturation and numbers do you think there are any major artists out there right now that would do that I'm sure. Yeah, if, sure. It, I feel like if Drake it happened, is that type, yeah, though, I, Drake would. If it ha- like, I know yeah, it, ha- I it like... happened with someone just recently. Who was it? like Tory Lanez or something? I can't remember I who it was. You know, it wasn't like Drake. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tory Lanez is super mm-hmm. talented. Right. I mean, he's up there for me as like talent goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't. Maybe it was like a Joey Badass mm-hmm. or something. I, I, maybe you're right. I think you said Joey Badass yeah. earlier, right? But yeah. if Beyonce came out yeah. right now, because you know Beyonce is the queen of like oh my god, if she came out and was like. You know, just nuts. dropped the track and was like, that she find a tight beat yeah. on YouTube or something while like scrolling on the internet with blue or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And found a tight beat and just recorded to that. That would like it could work. That would change. It would change the landscape of tight beats. It would. It really would. I. You know, all it takes is one. All it takes is one. You're right. And, and I. I don't know. I think. I think there's like. There's there's just like a little bit of confusion that is involved with it too just because there's like this uh negative um this like negative connotation that we associate with like being a type producer um but yeah i don't i don't know it's it's tough because i could only speak off of my own experience right and in my own experience I didn't, when I was like first coming up, I didn't have YouTube to upload beats to. It wasn't a thing yet. But I was selling beats to mm-hmm. like independent rappers and shit. On like CDs? Uh, no, it you was online, on email and online. shit. Got yeah, it. it was all online. Got it. And I was, selling be- I was selling beats to independent rappers and stuff. But, you know, I, I was able to just like build my brand because early on I, I decided to like care about my music mm-hmm. I, I think that's like where the the line is drawn where it's like are, if you're a type producer type B producer you're doing type beat hustle and you don't care about who raps on your shit there's something to be said about that see that as opposed to the producer who does care and I, I think yeah. those are the two mm-hmm. kind of conflicting communities see that was oh, which friggin producer was it that's one other reason why the whole typey thing I was against because I heard a successful one could have been Taz I'm not even mm-hmm. gonna lie could have mm-hmm. been Taz 
Me, who said something like, I don't even care what happens with the beat or who rap. I don't care. I don't even want to listen to it. Yeah, I don't even want, I don't care. And I'm just like, damn, really? Like, that kind of hurt me a little bit. You know, it's like music purists, like, you want the best product to be out there. But then also had me thinking, like, listen, if that's the hustle and that's kind of what they want to do and they're happy with that, then right. I mean, can't really knock but, that. But yeah. the crazy thing is, is like, who's to say that they don't think that's their best product already? True. You know what I mean? Like right. that's why he there's... can do a beat that he likes and not care about the vocals because he's like, "Look, my, I yeah. know I made the beat fire. That's yeah, all yeah. I'm worried about. Right, I right. enjoy doing that part. Right? Yeah. Got my could money, be. whatever. Be, yeah. yeah. Still weird. Yeah. Because I, I feel could like, be. yeah, I would want my shit to sound hot. Like I would want to mm. co-sign something dope. But right. you know, that's why there's has different business. That's mindset. why we don't, we don't, right. we're still in the trenches. We don't know the answers yet right. because this is all happening in real time. Like mm -hmm. we don't know if we don't know about the long lasting impact, negative impact of being a type B producer. Cause there, it's only been a thing for a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we, we would have, we would have more answers. I would go as far as to say 15 years from now. Mm -hmm. 15. Yeah. I'm telling you, if somebody came right now, now we'll know. and dropped a song and was like, you know, whatever yeah. the press came out and was like, Oh, it was, this was a type B. Right. Everybody would be online looking yeah. for a tight beat. Mm -hmm. Like if it, Rihanna came out right now and credited a tight beat, right? You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. it's but would they want to do that though? Well, mm -hmm. it's because their source. It's it's a it's become an easier way for artists like Rihanna or whoever to source and look for music that they can use. But also, as opposed to just relying to like the A and R or mm -hmm. relying on their management to pass them beats and play them beats which is what it's been in the music industry for the longest right. time right it's like if you want to get if Jay-Z wants to make an album he's going to first of all like call his producers exactly. that he has a relationship with and then whatever A&Rs or industry people that are in there that have access to Jay that Jay-Z is open to they're going to play him beats mm -hmm. and that's where Jay-Z gets his beats Yeah. now you have a million beats on YouTube million beats on all these platforms and a lot of them are great and so artists are starting to use that. So it's become this like third component of, mm -hmm. oh, I can go here to get beats. Exactly. Right. So right. there's no, exactly. and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's becoming right. like this pool of income for producers right. and for, you know, these but artists. I, so, but it, I do feel like a lot of like major artists, like A-list artists probably won't go that route because they, because they already have a whole brand. team, right? They, they have a team, people. but they right. might not want to brand. But what about the next Jay-Z? What about the next superstar? Which goes right. to your right. point, mm -hmm. you know, what mm -hmm. if, what if in five years there's a new, you know, artist that's like Rihanna and popping like her, and she's all about the type beat shit. Here's where it gets tricky, though. Mm -hmm. The nature of music is a community thing. Mm -hmm. The nature of being an artist and making music is, you know, having relationships with people. So mm -hmm. you can get a type beat, but you're not gonna. You're. I believe that you. You're not gonna continue to make all of your albums oh, yeah. from just Definitely. purchasing type beats yeah. on YouTube. Because no. somewhere along happening. the lines, if you're a real artist and you have a vision and you want to get the shit popping, you got to you gotta have yeah, that no. core like relationship like with producers, the artist. I feel like those which are only like one-offs. Right. I feel like those are like one-offs. One so, right, exactly. So exactly. that answers... Like you're doing a whole album as like... So does that answer our question of is the type beat hustle uh, a, a, a sustainable income stream and a respectable income stream if it's only treated as a one-off for people like Rihanna or whatever it is. Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. 
mm-hmm. you know like will this will type the type beat thing become a it, norm or will it kind of just always be this like oh you can get them on youtube too i think but. i think the name is just going to change yeah the name is just it's not going to be true. called type beat might in be 10 a years it's going to be it another be name for pretty much the same thing but it, like how back in the day like we were just saying like you would mimic like your favorite rapper or your right. favorite producer you would try to like oh let me hear that beat oh let me try to make a beat like that mm-hmm. they were doing a type of a beat you know but it was just a different kind of way of looking at it right. so i think in 15 years or 20 years it won't be called type beat it'll be called whatever it's called but it'll still be the same concept right here's a database of a bunch of exactly. shitload of beats and we're selling them at low price point or whatever it is and you can use them go ahead go crazy or do you go to your anr or do you go to I think your I think manager? It, dep- it depends on the level. Like, like it would be cool if you know Beyonce was chilling with Blue when they were in the living room, and she just went on YouTube Beyonce and typed in beat. Beyonce <laughs> yeah. type beat and found the beat. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, Beyonce's not doing. I mean, let's be realistic. That's she cool. has her A and Rs and she has her whole team and whole list of producers or whatever. I'm assuming I don't right, know personally. Right, right, right. I don't know her. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like, it would be dope. Right. But it is that a sure enough bet to bet on? No, nah. never. So, but here's the thing: I don't think it doesn't help you. I know there's like it's saturated. You know, more people are pitting producer, but it's better than not doing it. Yeah, yeah. right. You know what I'm See, saying? I think that's where the argue can come into play mm-hmm. because if 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 there, there if, is there is a certain I will say this, yeah. and I want your you both yeah, of you guys' yeah, yeah. opinion. There is. Us, and and I don't give a fuck if you guys kill me for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know some of you guys are going to disagree. Some of you will agree, but I don't give a shit. There is a certain scarlet letter that is etched on you when you do type beats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you do the type beat hustle. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's a negative scarlet letter. I'm not right. saying it's positive. It's like a bad But there's this little like unpredictable little scarlet letter yeah. on you when you do type beats on YouTube and you can have big placements after that you can mm-hmm. have small places whatever it is you can be a millionaire you can you can generate 500k a year after taxes mm-hmm. from type beats I don't give a fuck when you do it there's a scarlet letter that's a fact from that that's and the scarlet letter is there for certain people maybe it's mm-hmm. industry people maybe it's your peers I don't know I'm not implying all I'm saying is that there's something that happens okay. when you do it okay first off and that that's yes. worth that's worth that's worth keeping in mind okay yep. you know what I'm saying first off I never saw that movie Scarlet Letter so okay. I don't know what the hell you're okay, talking Scarlet about Letter but it means like, like a like a like in, a, the, in the movie, yeah. in the movie, homeboy uh, cheats on his wife and yeah. commits adultery. Got it. So then they sketch an A, on his, uh, so it, people I know see. he committed adultery. So it's just like a it's like a thing, thing that like, hangs hey, over guy. your head. Yeah, hey guy, I did this. Got it. Yeah, got, yeah, it, yeah. got it. Got it. Yeah. I think it really okay. Like you said, there's people that done type beats that got big placements, right? Which I think is amazing. Right. So. Once you do that, though, I mean, haven't you done it already? So like you've done it, but, but what I'm saying is to, to certain to certain people, right? And how would you continue now? Okay, to how do about that? this? So how about you do that? 
you get the big placement, mm-hmm. and then you develop a relationship with that artist and continue to Amazing. do multi- That's best case scenario. Right. That's best case Is scenario. Is that still Scarlet mm-hmm. Letter? It's still well, the same thing? Well, you still have that letter on you to okay. certain people. Right. Mm-hmm. Only to certain people. Right. And And I don't know... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying anyone specifically in particular, right. but there will be a community of people out there that will because, look at you and say, oh, you're the guy, you're that guy. Right. Because let's say if you're out right now, let's be realistic. You were the same one that said you didn't fuck with it. Right. right. Like type beats. Yeah. So imagine if you were out a couple months ago, you was at an event and somebody was like, oh yeah, I do production. Uh, I listen to Blab Chat. I got a lot of type beats online. Immediately. Mm. You're looking at him a little like, uh, right? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. It's like you wear that because you would be like, oh, he's that guy. But, oh, but eh. do, do producers do that though? Do producers okay, like, me, yo, I got mad type beats. Let me put it this way. I never heard. Let me put it this way. Not necessarily, but yeah. like you, as someone that goes out and like really connects with producers right. and like talks right, 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 to them right. and they build with you. Let me put it this way. This might be this might be a weird sort of example, but it also might not. If if we went on Timberland's Instagram right now. And he made an announcement on Instagram, and he said, "Go to my new website, TimboTheKingLeases.com. I got hundred dollar beat. I got hundred dollar Timberland type beats. Devaluing the brand. I, I got hundred dollar leases up on my website, and you go to the website, and it's legit. There's like a scroll, you can listen to them. There's like a hundred of them, and you, you there's a, the <laughs> buy now button, <laughs> the buy now button, mm-hmm. the whole shit, right? Timbo, doing that." There's going to be people that are going to say, oh, that's fucking corny. That's terrible. Like, this is terrible. But there's other, there's going to be other people that won't care. Right. Right? So that's all I'm saying is that there's always going to be the, that little community of people that are going to put that scarlet letter now, on it. Now, what if he did it because he had so many beats... Doesn't matter. So many beats that if he didn't do that, doesn't matter. They go to the hard drive cemetery and never get hurt. It doesn't matter yeah. because the and people. That, so so, but the way he marketed was like, you know what? I want to give back to everyone. I want to give back to the people. You know what? I got that all would these be a better way to promote here. it. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. I got all these beats. But sitting he here. wouldn't be charging a hundred dollars. He would be giving them out for free. Right. For free. Okay. You okay. know. But so but, so it's the it's the it's the price point, and it's the price point and the story behind it. Then maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. You know. Makes like, sense to me. You know, it, and, and so that, that's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Right. All I'm saying is that there are going to be people that are going to throw that letter on you mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you're corny for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Which oh, is yeah, I so, see I see which is like super uh, unfortunate, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to, you, I don't think you could fully neglect that. But then on the flip side, though, it's like, who gives a shit what but people Can you think? tell them yeah, what, what I mean? to do, though? Like, Damn it's Timbo and it's his music. Yeah, but do you think, would you think it was, like, you personally, would you think that would be like, oh, that's corny. Why is Tim doing that? Yeah, or would be you like, be like, oh, that's weird? You know what's funny? I, I'll be honest. If I first heard it, I'd be like, really, Tim? That's, like, kind of weird. But if the promotion of the marketing behind it was, like, I want to get back cool. to the kids. Yeah. Right. You know, I have all these. If I don't put these out, no one's ever going to hear them, ever. Right. Yeah. I think then if that it's would be marketed cool. like that, that's yeah. cool. But we know Timbo's not going to be like, hey, yeah. guys. Like, <laughs> I would be fresh if he put uh, beat tapes at Timbaland-type beats. That would be hot. Yeah, that'd be that'd be I think they'd sell like crazy yeah, too. Yeah, that would be. See, it's all about the marketing. That's with what him. I'm saying. Yeah, I don't story, think that's yeah. a fair example though, because he's mm-hmm. like a mega super producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I I do I do think that that's just something for us to all keep in mind. It's like, uh, you know, do you wanna do you wanna be that guy or do you not or do you not care? Which is right. also fine too. Like, that's really the main thing. Like I, you know, I, I know for me, 
like when I first put drum kits out, I had that scarlet letter because mm. all these OG producers were like, oh, what the fuck? You're supposed to keep your drum sounds. Why are you like selling them for $20? Mm-hmm. Like I had to eat that up. I had to take that L. But then there was a community of people that didn't care about that. And they were like, yo, Ilya, the shit. Thank you for this. I love these drums. Blah, blah. And it opened up this whole thing. So it's like, it, it's like there's both sides, always going to mm-hmm. be both sides. You it's know? true. Yeah. Listen, um, just like Gary V, right? Like he always says, it's like, you know, like on social media, with if you have one any type of following, when you post stuff, you just gotta post it. You're gonna get the hate comments. You're gonna yeah. get your shit stupid, Gary. Well, just yeah. like you just you made it. Just let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, I guess that's really just got how you look at it. I you guess. made it. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, we're here. Special guest in the building, man. Um, super hyped to have uh, have this producer here join us today uh, on the episode. Um, met him uh, was that like a month ago? I think right, Josh. Boston uh met him a month ago for the first time uh in Boston and uh really got to chop chop it up with him and I'm um, super super stoked to have him on the show today I really want to dig in on his story um all the stuff he's been able to accomplish <clears throat> in the past year and and prior to that too you know the mm-hmm. stuff leading up to the recent success um but um I want to introduce my guy man uh produced for Meek Mill um that that new album, what, I mean, what? How many? Like five joints. Four, yeah. Four joints on <laughs> on the new Meek album, and a bunch of other stuff before that. And I'm sure he's working on a bunch of shit now. Let's give a warm round of applause for Papa Papa Mitri Boy. Yeah. Let's, Let's go, it. baby. Let's get AKA, it. AKA Papa Mitri Boy, AKA Nick Paps. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying. Hey. Let's go. Thank you for coming, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Shout out to Cruz in the building. Yes. Cruz, yes. turn me up, Cruz. Yeah, turn turn me, up. me up, Cruz. <laughs> turn that shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're here, man. Meek, where you at? Yeah. <laughs> Meek here. No. Um, but man, Nick, thanks for coming, dude. Thank you, yeah. man. Thank pause. You. I gotta pause that. Thanks. For coming. <laughs> I gotta stop saying that. Um, yeah, man. So I'm glad you're here, dude. I, I think your uh, your story is 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 amazing because I, I love talking to producers that you know like kind of do these sort of like non traditional ways of like building up to a certain thing and to be able to you know come to this point where you you know you've produced all this music for Meek and building that relationship with the camp, but then also doing your own thing as well. Mm-hmm. So I want I want to start off by sort of like the beginning, kind of rewind to the very beginning. What uh, what drove you to start producing music and what were you doing sort of at that time in the beginning to push yourself out there? So I was in high school at the time and I had a couple of really close friends of mine that rapped and I was into like audio engineering and I used to, I set like a huge studio up in my basement. I used to bring all my friends over to record them and I, I loved audio engineering. But, so you were tracking vocals? Yeah, I was tracking vocals. And then I had my brother make the beats, my little brother. So nice. I used to watch him like in the morning, every morning, like making, like watching how he made beats and be like, yo, put this there, put that there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start making beats. Yeah. So I got into it. He showed me FL Studio. And uh, I use the same one to this day, actually. I use oh, FL wow. Studio 10. Nice. And uh, I just fell in love with it. Like I stepped away from audio engineering and just really focused on beats. And me and my brother were posting like tight beats on YouTube mm-hmm. every, I think it was like once a week we tried to do it. And then I kind of, he kind of like did his own thing for a little bit. Then I did my own thing and I focused on specifically like trap beats because I just love the 808s. Yep. 
So I focused on like Meek Mill type beats, like Rick Ross, and then I just fell in love with that type of sound, and that's when I knew like like this is my this right. is my lane. That's perfect because like this entire time we were talking mm-hmm. about you know type mm-hmm. beats and stuff yeah. and kind of pros and cons and does it work, does it not work, mm-hmm. and um, you know you're sort of like an example of it working. Mm-hmm. You know you started off on the type beats, mm-hmm. and um, and then now you're here. So what were those early experiences like on you, you were doing this on YouTube or yes, okay YouTube. so it's strictly on YouTube yeah. and so what were those things that you were doing like were you uploading every day were you using hashtags keywords like what was your strategy um my strategy was so actually I said this in past the aux so like say uh, like Rick Ross dropped an album and it was like number one album and his name was buzzing I would make a Rick Ross type beat Mm, so capitalize that, on the attention. Yeah, capitalize it because everyone's searching Rick Ross on right. YouTube. Right. Because you never know it's going to stumble across your beat. Right. And I used to do that a lot. And uh, like when Meek Mill dropped, like, I think it was at the time, I think where I was, I put like a couple beats up when DC4 was like in the works. But um, Meek's name was buzzing and my name started getting bigger and bigger on YouTube. But I stopped YouTube. I don't really do much. I just post like. Like if I'm in the studio with Meek, like a video, right, right, like right. That. I do little stuff like that, like actual content. Yeah, content. Because you had to change your branding. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we'll dig into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, like that was like my strategy. I used a lot of hashtags and tags, like Meek Mill, DC, uh, Rick yeah. Ross, Maybach yep. Music, stuff like that. Right. But that was like my go. And That's amazing, and you saw some good results from I that. I saw very good results. Like okay. one of my beats has like two million views. Or something amazing. Like that. Yeah. So guys, take a note. Mm-hmm. If you're doing mm-hmm. the type beat stuff on YouTube, give that a try. I would yeah. say, right? How It'll long? Work. How long after you continued? You started and continued to use that strategy. Did it like benefit you aside from just getting views? Uh yeah, definitely. It definitely did. Um, doing those type beats, like. It developed my sound as well. Mm-hmm. It helped a lot, and it dev- it definitely showed like I like I have talent. Like people are actually rocking with my stuff. Mm-hmm. So that gave me like kind of like a good energy, good hope in myself. I used to tell myself every day, like in high school, I got hated on a lot actually for making type beats. Like mm-hmm. people come That's up to me, you go make a meek mill type beat. That's what people would literally <laughs> right, say. Right, 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 right. And I mean, like now you're working with me. Now you're part of the squad. <laughs> how great. long? How Isn't long that- did it take you from like doing it? doing that to like get in place with me um i think my youtube channel started in 2015 or something like that and then i got signed in 2000 i think it was 17 or 16 Mm -hmm. so it was like a year and a half two years years, two years but that was like from constantly uploading every day every day every day yeah how many beats per day Mm -hmm. Um, on average back then i was making probably because my i was slower back then so i was probably making like a beat a day but now it's like to the point I make I can make like six in like an hour and a half, right? Something like that, right? Yeah. So when you were uploading on YouTube and and doing hashtags and stuff, Rick Ross, mm-hmm. all that stuff, um, were you also selling your beats there too? Like, was this like generating income? Yeah, I was actually selling my beats on it was SoundClick. Okay, mm-hmm. that was like mm-hmm. the thing that was popping back yep. then, mm-hmm. and that's how I got my money. Like, I had like a graphic designer make like my banner artwork and yep. everything, so it made because professionalism is like the biggest thing for that stuff. Right, you want to make your appearance look great. Right, mm-hmm. and was this that's were true. you making like a living off of this? Like, yeah, actually, I was. I was making good money. I was making a few hundred dollars here and there, mm-hmm. and it was. I, I mean, I was living at home. I wasn't paying rent or right. any of that stuff. So it was just like pocket money, really. It was right. good. Right. It was definitely good. I really right. think that's smart. How you said how. Uh, 
you know, though you were a producer, you were talking about branding and how you had to make sure, like, you had your header, mm-hmm. you know, right? Because I see a lot of producers, they got terrible graphics, you know, it looks yeah, really that, bad. Yeah. I do graphics yeah. myself. No, I can yeah. do it. It's like, dude, no, pay someone yeah. 50 bucks to do it. Yeah. Trust me, it'll, it'll be, yeah. you know. Yeah. See, that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. on the YouTube, because the thumbnail... That's that's what's going to attract a, yep. a person's mm-hmm. thumbnail. The if thumbnail that, is super important. Yeah, yep. 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 the graphic on there. I went yeah. to this like uh, YouTube retreat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a, a, a two days of like YouTube influencers and stuff like that, and it was like a like panels, and we got got to like experiment and talk with each other and stuff. And that was one of the things they said that was like extremely important was make sure your thumbnails are super strong. Yeah, exactly. Looking, yeah. Look, look appealing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're doing you were doing type beats. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you and then so what was it walk us through the moment of you know ga- gaining access or being discovered to you know um, Meek Mill and the team how did okay. that happen so I was in college you know I was still making beats like tight beats putting them out and uh, I think Meek's yeah Meek's DJ followed me on Twitter and I had like the blue check next to it. I think it, I forget if he did or not, but mm-hmm. it was DJ Brand. I heard of him because I heard like old mixtapes, and you hear DJ Brand. Like, <laughs> I, I would remember that. Yeah. And it said Meek Mill's DJ, and he hit me up saying he want to like collab because he just started making beats. So I was kind of like helping him through the process. So that was like kind of like my kind of into the gate right. with Meek, mm-hmm. and uh, we just developed a relationship. And then I used to put like on Instagram. That's another thing. Instagram is huge for your marketing and all that. So I would put like, I'd take a video, like literally like my speaker and just a beat playing. Mm-hmm. And I would say Meek Mill would kill this tag, tag Meek. And one day, like I put one video up and someone tagged uh, one of Meek's right hand people. And it was just like, like that. Cause you know, when an artist opens their phone up, they got so many notifications mm-hmm. and stuff yep. like that. Like it was just perfect timing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I got a call when I was in class from DJ Brandon. Meek's right hand man was on the phone and was like, look, like we want to sign you, blah, blah, blah. Like I Immediately. Immediately. Wow. They were talking about like Nicki Minaj, all this all this crazy <laughs> stuff. I just flipped my desk and I, would, I was out. <laughs> I'm out. You literally yeah, flipped it. Back. I thought I was done. Yeah, I literally flipped it. I thought wow. I was done with college. I'm like, yo, I'm not going to do this homework anymore. I'm done. But I graduated. <laughs> yeah, I, I, good I for stayed you. in, yeah. Good. You went to take Keith way. Yeah, good yo. <laughs> yeah, let's <see> <laughs> <laughs> Get them degrees. Um, so, so didn't get discovered. Now you were, so you're producing stuff for Meek. So, mm-hmm. when, what was that, um, that first experience like? You know, going to the studio and it was and meeting crazy. Them. I remember, I remember every little bit of it. I remember <laughs> I was in my basement making beats. I think I was talking to Cruz, and uh, I called Meek. He didn't answer, so I was like, all right, I'll put my phone down. Ten minutes later, look at my phone. Meek Mel, call it. He's like, yo, what's up? Like. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to come to LA. Like, I want to like work and stuff. It's like, all right, when well, you want to come tomorrow? I said, all right. <laughs> I said, all right, cool. So I, I, I left my my house at three. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings actually That's when funny. we were setting this up. Nice. <laughs> I remember. And uh, I left my crib at three in the morning to go to the airport. And I wasn't used to this lifestyle. Like, right. I was so tired. Oh my god, I was dead. Got to the airport. I didn't sleep before at all because I was so hyped up. Got to the airport. Went on a six-hour flight. Didn't sleep on the flight. Got to LA. They're three hours behind. So, your your timing is all fucked up. Yeah, it was. I was so screwed up. I didn't sleep for two days that day. Right. It was crazy. Uh, I saw Meek in the studio in LA. I mean, like I wasn't like holy, like holy shit, this is Meek. Like I was, I was calm. Like you know, like what's up. 
and uh, I played him a beat, and actually the beat that I played him is on YouTube, and it's Meek's reaction listening to it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Sick. It was crazy. It was a Sick. crazy moment, though. I was amazing. Staying, yeah. Up amazing. For, up for two days straight, like just off. Adrenaline. That's so great because this story up until here is like what we talk about right. is like yeah. would be best case scenario, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I think what helped was the fact that you sound like you're a big Meek Mill fan. Yeah. Yeah. Meek's mm-hmm. my favorite rapper. <laughs> See, that's ah, okay. that's what I really do believe nice. that that had everything to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like from like your instinct to create Meek Mill type beats. Yeah. It's like Meek. Everything Meek. Everything Meek. Yeah. And, and like that manifested this yeah. thing for you. It was like a meant to be kind of thing, right? Yeah. I think that's worth noting, though. Yeah. You know? Wow! I like mean, especially after do, we just had this whole conversation. This whole conversation it's before like, he got here. Maybe, maybe if you're doing type beats and you're just kind of all over the place, you're not focusing right. on, on one on like yeah. a goal. And you're just goal. you're kind yeah. of like spreading it all out. Right. You know? right, right. But you, yeah, it's it's a business, and you got to kind of know how to do business because you know what impressed me was the fact that you said that every time someone dropped an album yeah. right after that you would take advantage of the mm. attention so to speak you know and put like a tight beat up and then now obviously garnish views mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people think of it like that because right. some people will put like a tight beat up and they'll have like 50 views 50 mm-hmm. listens yeah. and you know that's what their channel is based upon but if you grow it <clears throat> And have like a specific strategy to get that attention to you. It could work. Could work. Yeah. It could work. Yeah. yeah. And you spend fifty dollars with a graphic designer to hook up your. Your shit gotta look. Know? Gotta look legit. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I did all my graphics myself. Nice. There you yeah. go. There you I go. Just money. Torrented Photoshop. Yeah, that's it. Or you just do it right on your phone. Oh yeah, you can do that you know too. What I'm saying? Technology these days is it's crazy. like so many apps now. Who's yeah. the master on the phone apps? I've seen I've seen um, <laughs> beats on YouTube where they would just like take. Uh, like a pit, they would screenshot a picture from like an Instagram chick, yeah, and then use that as the cover, yeah, yeah, which is like super illegal, illegal, but yeah, people do it. That's cool, and they'll put their little logo on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you're more prone to pay attention to that one or something that looks professional. It depends, you know. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what you're trying to look at that day, mm-hmm. right? But, well, I don't mean like the girl specifically. I mean yeah. something that's like not well put together. Yeah, it's got to like, be well. Put you know together. what I mean? If it's yeah. not branded. Like you said, like you yeah. got to make sure your header looks cool. Like it, you look like you're about business. Exactly. People are more prone to like ignore that kind no, of. No, that's why the thumbnails are so important. Um, so uh, what was I gonna say? So um, you're when you were in the studio with Meek, right? So another thing we like to talk about on this podcast is like you know every producer has this like dream scenario where they get to be in the studio with like a superstar, which is what you did, right? And that first moment when you're in there. You know, I think a lot of a lot of producers that don't have studio experience don't really know how to how to um, the etiquette. The, not even really etiquette, but I guess they don't really uh, they don't really know how to approach those types of situations. Yeah. So, do you have any kind of like from your own experience? Uh, do you have any like pointers or sort of like things to keep in mind? You know, when you're a producer, you get invited to a studio with like a superstar. What are certain things that worked for you that um, helped the situation? Just try to stay as calm as possible. Yeah. Like, don't freak out. Don't like, like, you know, just don't have your phone out. <laughs> don't have like the videos and all Don't that have stuff. your phone don't out. Don't do that because that will kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, what's up, Mick? Yeah, yeah we here, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Appreciate you, bro. I would have been on a plane in two seconds. So Zooming bad. in on his face while you're playing to be me. You <laughs> fuck with this, me? So <laughs> you fuck with this joy, bro? So bad. Oh, I oh my told God. Me, he told me. He, I, I was just going through my apps real quick. Yeah. And he's like, yo, no Snapchat. I was like, nah, because he didn't know my vibe. Like, he didn't know. Yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, man, just like try to stay as calm as possible. You know, just just watch what's going on watch around you mm-hmm. see who's around you see how the vibe is you know i didn't really talk much in that studio session i was just kind of taking it all in yeah and then when as meek, you should yeah, yeah and when meek or meek or like crew said they go can play some beats then i would plug in and i would like you know just go crazy like, yeah you should do this that, yeah. that, that and also that's like a reminder of like why you're there it's mm-hmm. like yo i'm here i'm i'm here for a reason yeah exactly they want it they want i need to be prepared I, they need to hear yeah. my shit so yeah. I need to deliver exactly do you um, what what uh, what was you did you have a strategy on like what to play or were you just like let me just I got a bunch of shit well at the time I was already making a ton of Meek Mill type beats yep. so I had a whole stash ready to go so I was ready he right. had the Meek Mill folder yeah I literally had a Meek Mill folder full of stuff it's almost like the past two from 2015 it was like you preparing for that moment right. yeah literally yeah yeah <laughs> You were just you were just putting them on YouTube, yeah. but like they were like. But leading. I had too many beats, so I don't know which one to click. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was wild. Um, what doll do you use? I use FL Studio. FL Studio, yeah, that's right. FL 10. Studio Ten. You uh, do you have any desire to go to Twenty? I heard Twenty was like kind of. I have Twenty actually. I use Win. I have a MacBook, but I use Windows Parallels on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Amazing. So do how does like that, that work for you? Is it? It is works it a, really good. Yeah. Perfect. I, I heard a lot of people say like, "Oh, it makes my computer slow, lags." I've never had a problem. So you can do. You can have a Mac and get the Windows. Yeah. Thing. So basically, use your three fingers on the on the the trackpad or whatever, uh-huh. and you swipe to the right, and you're in Windows. You want to go back to Mac, swipe to the left. That's and how do you do so, yeah. what? Like I can do that right how now. How much storage do you? Yeah. Need if for you that have Windows Parallels. You need oh, a lot no, of you storage. Can't do for Windows Parallels. It doesn't come standard. Yeah. yeah you don't. I it's, was considering doing that. Cause I got my old that's fucking, what I'm saying. like laptop that has FL. Mm-hmm. I think it has FL twelve. You should do it. But I got you know I got a Mac, so I was like, let me do Logic, whatever. But I've been considering getting yeah. FL on it, but yeah, I kind yeah. of Atlas, you fucked with FL. With I remember you fucked with FL. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I was using uh, Logic. <laughs> oh, okay, you didn't you didn't, you didn't use FL. Not FL. Okay, it was Logic. Yeah, Logic yeah. and MPC. Wow. Yeah. Um. What What's your fi- What are some of your favorite VSTs? Uh, I would say Nexus, which is like the OG. So you plug-in. still use Nexus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nexus, uh, Electra, Dune. Electra's good. Dune's yeah, good. that's another OG one, kind yeah. of, right? Yeah. Dune's uh, I had Omnisphere for some reason it's not working anymore, so oh, I don't shit. use this anymore. Wow. Yeah, I use Contact too. Contact is like unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Like I have never seen a plugin like that mm-hmm. in my life. What's your like, favorite Contact? Um, I like Exhale. Exhale? Yeah. Exhale's dope. Shout out to yeah. Output. Shout out to Output. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. They got some new shit, though. Have you fucked with Arcade? No, I haven't. Yeah, I heard it was My dope. computer, like, I have, I don't have a lot of storage left, so I got to, like, delete some stuff, get another hard drive. It's a whole nice. bunch of work. Yeah. Are, you, are you a start with Melody guy or start with drums guy? Melody. Melody first? Yeah. You know, I seen your tweet the other day where you started I'm with curious. drums. Yeah, I, I actually, saw that, too. I'm I actually so curious. did that, like, two weeks ago, and it... Like was a vibe. What you started with the drums? With the drums, and then I just put in a sample. Wow! And it just worked. It worked. But well, you start with melody usually, right? Yeah. See me too. Um, wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
So you have you ever tried to start with drums? No, but I, I did see your tweet and I was thinking about doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I tried it. I never do. And it's I tried crazy. It. It's crazy because you're not thinking about melody and then you can get creative. Yeah. Like, with the what the plug in, like, you can take a sample loop uh-huh. and you could just, just do like yeah and just drop it in and it's like kind of like a crapshoot. But sometimes you can like discover mm-hmm. shit that you would have never thought of mm-hmm. by doing it that way. Yeah. So, damn, I should try that. Yeah, you should try that. I definitely gotta try yeah. it. Yeah. So Nick, what's your, what's your like current workflow? So you have Meek Mill's obviously going to continue to make music. So mm-hmm. you're always going to be, you're part of the camp. You're going to do mm-hmm. beats for that. Are you kind of on this, your own schedule where you're like, you have like a Meek Mill folder, but then you have like a folder to like shop around and stuff. Cause when we were in Boston, you played me some fire records mm-hmm. And you, I know you're working with other people, so mm-hmm. how how much of your efforts are going into, you know, shopping around and stuff like that? Like, how do you organize that? Uh, so I have one folder <laughs> on my uh, computer. It's called the Chasers Beats. Mm. So all of my beats are on there. But what I use is I use Box.com, mm-hmm. and I create separate folders. So like one will be like Meek Album Pack Number Three or whatever. Put all of the new ones in there. And then I'll do like a fabulous folder or something like that. Put all the fabulous type beats in there. I still mm-hmm. use the word type beats. Mm-hmm. Like I'll still use it to this day. I don't mm-hmm. care. But do you um, send them to people like that though. Uh, like name no type beats. You just no. I just name I, I name my beats. Like I'll do like fearless produced by okay. Papa Mitru. Yep. Like I don't name them one two three four five. I just yeah. I name them. I don't know who does it. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone ever does that. See, but that's anymore. interesting though because if you're sending people like let's say. You're, he's doing tight beats, right? But mm-hmm. if you're sending them to artists, but they're not called tight beats, the artists don't know they're tight beats. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. That's true. You get it? Yeah. Unless no, I do. You but like, that goes back to what we were saying before where the name, it'll just kind of change, but it's right. not, you know, it's like the same Listen, thing. Listen, at the end of the day, years ago. everyone has tight beats in their heart. Yeah, archive. exactly. You know, like, yeah. I have Jay Dilla. I have Jay Dilla type AP beats. still do that stuff? He still puts beats on YouTube? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know he got, was a big YouTube guy. He was. Yeah. Ca- Cash Money AP um, was, yeah, he was, like, big on that stuff. And and, and my guy Taz, too, was mm-hmm. really big on that stuff, the whole internet money thing. But I don't I don't know how active they are yeah, still yeah. with that. Um, and I, that's a good transition. I want to talk about that. So Perfection asked earlier, like, now that you're sort of, like, really, I guess, kind of, like, in this position where you're shopping and stuff and mm-hmm. you're with Meek. Um, you're not really putting stuff up on YouTube anymore, obviously, because mm. there's, I guess, there's no real drive or reason to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, now, do you? We were talking about earlier about you know, like potentially like being in a position that you're in, but then kind of still, uh, still kind of entertaining the YouTube type beat yeah. thing. Is that something that you can see yourself ever like maybe doing again? Or yeah, because if, if you your brand is bigger now, mm-hmm. so you can generate some yeah. additional income by doing yeah. it that way. I got like I think like 30 to 40,000 subscribers too and I like I would, my dad always tells me go go upload something to YouTube it will pay your car payment <laughs> I mean <laughs> literally but um, I've, I've honestly I've had the longest thought of doing like a vlogging type thing but not vlogging about like oh I'm washing my car today like no like I'm going to LA I'm going to go see Meek like mm-hmm. like I don't know, but I think like certain like I don't think Meek would like a video of me like Him just holding the camera out, like twenty four seven. True. So I I've been iffy about it. There's certain people you can do it around, but right. I'm always around Meek, so I don't really want to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's so interesting mm-hmm. because you know if you have 
a, a bigger name and you have like a good amount of subscribers yeah. you know you can go crazy yeah you know how crazy mm -hmm. that would you look could if probably, you actually do that like yeah oh my like God. if if nick paps like put up new beats on youtube every week and yeah you put it on your instagram you're like yo go get it go get it mm -hmm. like you can you can go like you can go five figures in, yeah. in, in a month i, I yeah. believe i mean yeah. you could still do it in my opinion i would say still do the youtube thing mm -hmm. But the whole thing about it is like it's leading up to the moment, right? But they don't right. get to see the moment, right? Because yeah. that's yeah. when the music comes mm -hmm. out. So it can be like a thing leading up to the project dropping, and still you're still creating yeah. the story of your brand with the people. So yeah. I think it would be a good look for you on YouTube to do that. Yeah, mind. that's what I'm saying. I've been really thinking yeah. about doing it. Even on your phone, dude, you can just be you. Like yeah. you don't need a whole camera thing, and then it's on when it's on, and it's off when it's off. But you and control it. It yeah. goes directly to YouTube. After yeah, you literally just upload it. Upload yeah, it's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Nick, so what's next for you, man? I know you told me a little, you know, a little undisclosed mm -hmm. stuff in, in, in Boston. You played me some fire, but what's uh, what's next? What do you got coming? Uh, well, like last night I was in the studio with Fab, Dope. and I was just like sending him some beats and stuff. But me and Fab are trying to work right now. Dope. Um, so I got some stuff like PNB Rock and the Tuck. I'm just working with everyone. I'm trying to work on um, like Port of Miami too, a little bit, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I'm really focusing on meek right now because meek wants to drop like a dream chasers tape nice so that's gonna be big sick yeah is that something something he announced yeah he even put it on instagram sick that's yeah. not like like breaking news right now right yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> cruiser would have been like yo what the fuck man not on blap chat <laughs> no yeah uh, that's amazing yeah that's great i i think man like like i say like you know, don't, no disrespect to Soldier Boy, but Meek Meek had the Definitely. biggest Meek had the biggest yeah. comeback. Of course, I would go as far as say like biggest and like most. I, this is important too. Most respected comeback. Yeah, yeah. for sure. In the past and five and plus and years, like, I don't remember. Yeah. Another, longer than that, I don't remember another comeback quite like his. And quality, have you come back too? Right. Yeah, exactly. Quality, because I fuck with the album. Hell I was yeah, like, oh, that fire. Like, what's your, what's your always... favorite song off the album? You think mm. me? Um, I like the joint with Melly. I think oh, Melly yeah, went off. Shits. Yeah, that's um, hard. But I do like the one with Cardi B too. On me, that one like. Yeah. There's so many that I like because I like the one with Drake too. I like going I like that back. One. I, I like, like that too. vibe. I like that one's hard. I like, yeah. I I, it's hard to choose. They're all yeah. so good. I they like all, them. yeah. They all a good vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he had the best comeback. I felt. Yeah. Like yeah. I get it, Soldier Boy, but where was the music? Yeah. No. Exactly. You know, another cool thing about your story is that it confirms the idea of like coming up with an artist. Like uh, mm -hmm. obviously, Meek has been out before, but. Yeah. This is kind of like his rebrand and his resurgence into back into the Matrix, mm -hmm. and and you you know you get to be part of that movement. I think that's important for a producer, mm -hmm. no? Like being part of some type of like beginning stage of an artist or like an album cycle or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's it's really cool to watch. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's uh what's like one artist that you really want to work with right now? Um, that you haven't yet. I would say little baby, little baby, little baby. Hey, shout the little baby, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Like that. That'd be hard. Song he got with Yo Gotti right now. Yo, he could rap, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I love his music. Him and Gunna are like mm -hmm. crazy. They're the shit. Yeah. How have guys. you been getting in the studio with these other artists aside from Meek? Uh, How did you get in the lab with Fab? How did you get in with PNB? 
man in the myth, Cruz, the legend right here. Turn me up, Cruz. <laughs> Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the Cruz episode, yeah. please go watch. Yeah, it. he's also my manager too, so he takes care of everything for me. Look at that, amazing yeah. man. Good hands. Amazing, um, amazing man. So Nick, where can they find you on social media? Uh, my social media is Nick underscore Paps. So it's N I C K underscore P A P Z. Dope. That's for Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And also, too, we got a little special announcement today. Shoot. So, now you know, it's perfect. Even You're pregnant. Had, dude, how'd you know? <laughs> I told you, keep that between us. Bruh. And uh, it's great, too, because we got Cruz in the building, too. Shout out to Cruz yep. and the whole team up here. But, uh, so we're doing a Papa Me True Boy beat battle in New York City. Fire. Um, Dream Chaser Zone. Okay, uh, aka Nick Paps, and it's going to be March 11th in New York City, um, and we're doing it after the Respect the Engineer workshop. Okay, which is on the 11th, as March well? 11th in New York. So it's all in one day. It's all in one day. Amazing. Okay, so if you're interested in um, joining the beat battle, just go to respecttheengineer.com and go to the. Uh, you'll see under the New York date a link to uh, submit. And cool. directions and all that. So the respect and it's the the uh, the thing in the daytime and then the beat battles at night. Correct. So is there a venue for the battle? Yeah, it's going to be at Drum, eighty five Avenue A, so in New York Drum. City. Amazing. Uh, Nine o'clock. Amazing. Yeah. Shit, man. Crazy. So what's the what does the beat battle entail? Like, uh, it's going to be tournament it? style okay. beat battle. I'm going to host it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, up. Uh, Pa- uh, pa- Papa Mitru's gonna. <laughs> sorry, I had a little stuttering problem right there. No, so can. Nick Paps is gonna be the uh, is the judge uh-huh. as well, and we're gonna do tournament style and literally brackets, and we're just gonna pick the winner. Yo, if you're pretty- and if you win, uh-huh. you get to collab with the big homie over here. Listen, if you're Let's a produ- if you're a producer and you're in New York and you like don't go to this, you're weird. You're corny. I have a lot of I have a lot of supporters in New York, mm-hmm. so hopefully they're gonna come. Yeah. They're gonna come through. That's sick, man. Yep. So yeah. go to respecttheengineer.com for all the details on that. All right, and, and also for the engineer workshops, recruits, you can go there. We're doing New York, LA, Philly, Atlanta, uh, Miami. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Love it. I love it, man. Good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Nick, so before you go, mm-hmm. we do this little segment on our podcast. Yeah. It's called Blap or Crap. All, all right. right. So this is what we're going to do. We got a bunch of beat submissions from different producers so we're gonna listen to their submissions at random alright like little snippets alright cool and if we like the beat we're gonna give it a blap and if we don't we're gonna give it a crap uh, and we're gonna try to give a little bit of constructive criticism alright I make the calls or everyone makes calls all of us alright yeah, all cool. of us um, so you know you can keep it 100 alright right? Atlas knows oh yeah it's my Atlas, favorite you know you can keep it 100 so it's blap or crap yep alright mm-hmm. And uh, just just as a side note, like they love it when you shit on them. <laughs> really? I'm not really trying to shit like, on nobody. Don't but. be afraid. Pause on that. Honest. Major pause on that. But there you go. Uh, they uh, <laughs> they <laughs> they like it. They you know they go up to Alice and they're like, Yo, Alice, the plug was up, man. Yo, you shit on my beat last month, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. On that. So you know, don't don't hold back. Uh, all right. So let me go into our database here. So guys listening, uh, this is a blapper crap segment. Uh, if you want to submit to this segment, all you have to do is uh, attach uh, an MP3 of a beat and send it to info at blapchat.com, uh, subject line blap or crap, and uh, hopefully we choose you for this segment. So our first submission is by Half Halfademic. 
half academic. Half a de- not academics. Half. I was gonna say academic. Half academic. All right, here we okay. go. Okay. That's interesting. Here we go. Dude, that's a crap. That's a crap. Man. I like the sample in the beginning, Uh if it was a sample. Um, Uh I liked it, but that bass was just driving me. I wanted it to go somewhere. I wanted it to, like, that two notes just going back and forth. Yeah. And then there was a big gap in there where for, like, no bass. Right. So it was a little weird. Um, I would maybe cut that in in half as far as the length with the no bass on there, but... If that bass would have moved around and been like a cool rolling 808 and did something dynamic, maybe. Right. You know, but because it just stood in that lane, it didn't go anywhere for me. So, so it's a little boring. It's a crap. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't mad at it. Me neither. I wasn't mad at it. I would say, though, I would crap it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the intro was a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the intro was a little too long. I agree with you when you said the bass, like when he took the bass out, it just kind of got, like that switch up was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mix wasn't bad for me, mm-hmm. and it was a vibe. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mad at the drums, like the the sound selection, but I would arrange the track differently. Yeah. There were mm-hmm. certain That's parts that he cut things out that didn't really make sense. So I would do that, but it wasn't a bad beat. I yeah. wasn't mad at mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm going to crap it too But it was close for me Because I feel like That can turn into a good song mm-hmm. You know Like mm-hmm. I, I, My instinct told me Like Drake mm-hmm. You know Like one of those Kind of songs for him But I think I agree with you guys Like I think the sequence If the sequence was a little mm-hmm. Tighter And like made more sense As a song Then it would have been More impactful And maybe just a couple More elements mm-hmm. in there too Because mm-hmm. it was dragging A little bit exactly. as well Yeah so, Yeah I don't know Nick what's up What do you think Um I would have to crap it. Yeah. I don't know. I just like like what Atlas said, like the two bases going back and forth really killed my vibe. I think it should have went like another one lower yeah, after and one then up. go back yeah, up. Third note. Exactly. Yeah, third note. Exactly. Yeah. On the fourth one. Yeah, the fourth and one. I didn't really like the uh that hi hat he had with the kick and the snare. Mm-hmm. I think it was like too repetitive. Too mm-hmm. repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. But it had potential. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, potential. Definitely. Potential. Had potential. Um our our next submission is by uh Mio and T L M. 
Okay, here we go. with the crew on the beat start off Nick what do you think uh, I'm gonna have to blap it blap like it. here we go yeah. Yeah. it's got like a, a summer vibe which is what I like mm-hmm. and it's got like that J. Cole feel yep cause I, I used to listen to J. Cole all the time like back in the day and that like reminded me of so much hell yeah yeah I like that bass line he used to those chords mm-hmm. yeah I was hoping um, for the bass line to like come in like that mm-hmm. and I was waiting cause mm-hmm. the chords sounded good in the beginning yep and I was like, all right, this baseline better be tight, mm-hmm. and 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 it turned out pretty good. Yeah, yeah, props. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of uh, like my boo, like the my boo chords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it reminded me of. Uh, I know you heard me on the radio, Choo, that yeah. record from back in the day. The old dun-dum, shit. Dun-dum. Like exactly. it kind of had that vibe to it. Exactly. I'm gonna blap it too. Blab another black. I'm blabbing it too. I'm gonna be honest. Like when it came on, I was like, "Oh, if this uh, same thing." Like I was like, "If this bass comes in, if this is on point, this is gonna be dope." And then the bass came in, and it was like killing it. And like I felt like I knew, okay, this is the chorus. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Now we're back in the verses. Like, okay, cool. I get it. But like, it took me on the ride, and I totally mm-hmm. made sense for me. Listen, was it the hardest trap beat, like the hardest beat? No, but musicality-wise, mm. you could write a song. I, 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 I really enjoyed it, so I'm yeah. gonna blap that one. Yeah, there I'm was. Gonna, go ahead. I'm gonna crap that. Crap, 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 yeah. crap. I wasn't feeling it. I think um, some of the sounds that he chose sounded mm-hmm. a little stocky mm-hmm. um, to me, and I didn't really like that piano. Right. The kid did in the, the beginning of the piano. Yeah, I didn't right. really. It's like the that muffle. sound for me mm-hmm. just didn't work. Yeah. Um, and some of the, I guess because they did sound stocky, where some of the like um, drums sounded like very thin, very right. small. Um, it, it didn't do anything for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a crap. Um, I didn't like those hi hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing, right? I would have changed. I didn't them. like the snare but, either. Mm-hmm. Right. The snare, I wasn't mad at the snare, but it wasn't whack as fuck. It wasn't was it? whack as fuck. <laughs> it wasn't whack as she has fuck. this thing where it's like that snare was whack snare as yeah, fuck. Yeah, it was, yeah. We, it's a long story. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. That goes back a couple episodes. Um, the, I love the chords. I love the chords mm-hmm. in that. 
Like, I think you can make a good song. And I always base mine on, like, if this can turn into a good song. I think it can turn into a great song. The only thing I would say is the hi-hats. Just, like, do something with those, right? There was, like, a weird... Like a it was, reverby kind of thing? With yeah, like it was a, the yeah. hats for, like... I did notice that. that they're, like, kind of, like... Oh, yeah. They don't re- They have, like, a metal to them. Like but, a tinny. Yeah, they're yeah, tinny, yeah. but they don't really have any personality. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just kind of, like... Yeah. It almost sounds like a mistake a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just change those hi-hats out, and this could be... This is would be a blab for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to crap it because of the hi-hats. But, um... Change those hi-hats. But a great melody. Love the bass line. Um, that can turn into a great song. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next submission is by... Vince Columbano Columbano sucks That's what it says I hope it's some trap shit Vince Columbano sucks Okay Whatever that means Alright here we go Come on Vince I think you're right Cause this sounds like Yeah a little bit This sounds like Set that tempo That'd be hard though You kinda called it It was missing something for me yeah it's missing it's, it's like not finished you know i'm gonna crap it but mm-hmm. I, that was it, the bounce was there man yeah the bounce was there it just it just sounds like you have to do some more stuff right i feel like the mixing did a lot of, like a lot of help i feel like i was i hearing, had to turn it up it was like really low i was feel i was hearing just a lot of like that clap and that uh um like the melody mm-hmm. but like the bass it was there like mm-hmm. i heard the notes but it was like Muddy, right? In muddy. the background, if that had a really dope mix to it, could have been different. Could've, it could have been a different call, right. but right now it's gonna be a blap. A blap or a crap? I mean, a crap. Sorry, okay. excuse me. I was like, that was like a really low key. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. I just okay. snuck it in there real quick. Okay, okay. <laughs> Turning over a new leaf. No, 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 okay. no, 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 Rapping on that yeah. today, yeah. like right now. Yeah, yep. It's very like current. Tonight, tonight, <laughs> right now. Like right this now. very moment. Facts. Preach. Where's the, where's Somebody's the mic? doing that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would say though that it needs a better mix. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Nick, did you go? Uh, I'm gonna crap it. Crap. crap. Yeah. Crap. I didn't. I didn't really like just the 808s and the melody. Mm. Kind of so, repetitive. Yeah. Right. All right. Our last submission is by Ao Slim. Yo, yo, what up? Alright, chill. Sending this one out. 
Oh, oh, yeah. That was so confusing. <laughs> no! Hold on, hold on. I can't. I'm I wasn't sorry. even expecting that. Yo, I gotta. Yo, yo, what now. up? Ah, right, chill. Sending this one out. <laughs> Yeah. Just so just many wrong there. Oh my god, dude. I feel like they put so much time into like the first five seconds of the record. No, kind of what is about it? The rest of it. Yeah. Is that an effect? Yeah. That was an ad lib, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, he did not. It sounded like he had fun Sorry, doing bro. it though. Yeah, it sounded like he had. It sounded fun. like he had fun making it though. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a no for me, dog. Yeah. It's a no from us, dog. Ayo, that was just Slim. so much going on with the first like ten seconds. I had there was a slight moment fire. where I thought it was gonna be like yeah, yeah, too. It's about to be some like storytelling. The first four bop, seconds it was like all there, and then it just I don't know what happened. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah. All right, that's unanimous crap. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do one. Come on. Let's one do more. Let's do one. We gotta end it with the bang. Yeah. No, sorry, yeah. Ao Slim, man. Fuck. That was. But you did have fun. <laughs> Sound like you had fun, yeah, man. Definitely. That was. Yeah. So, all right. Our last or real last submission for today is by Simple Cuts Productions. Here we go. Sounds like a barbershop. It does. No sample five. This guy's got these skits in the beginning. I mean, I'm all for swing, but... Right. LFOs, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because four, you know, it was pretty much just a four-bar loop. Yeah, was what it was. You don't you like four-bar loops, Atlas. I do. If Preem does it, it depends on who's doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sometimes it just needs the four-bar loop. You know what I mean? And you can just True. that's it. And then the artist can, you know, highlight it. You know, in the choruses and add layers and make it a thing. You know. Um, I'm crapping it. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna crap it. I mean, it, it's I I enjoyed it, but I don't know. I can't put my finger on what was missing. I don't know. I don't know what it was. There was something about it to me. It was like I wanted to really like it, and I could hear a rapper on it, but I it feel was like missing. He was trying to create like a Nas vibe, trying to mm -hmm. go that New York like old school right. kind of. Is it maybe because it sounds a little dated? But I there was something the missing from even trying to do that. Right. I don't know. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I agree. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm it gonna crap decent. it. It was. It was pretty it, cool. It was. I think it had potential, but yeah. for me, it was just some certain drum hits like where they landed were like just a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for swing and stuff, but right. it was just a little bit off for me. But um, and the intro I wasn't too crazy about. Mm-hmm. But I can hear that. Yeah, yeah the, the intro, intro was like a Latin. Weird. It was like that Latin. Was weird. That was weird. Like a la- I was that expecting ain't. something totally different, and then the track that was came this, on. This part. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Yeah, that loop is hard too. The loop is hard. Oh, it sounded like some Latin shit, but it wasn't such some damn shit. He should have used that loop. Yeah. And then then that. That was weird. Yeah, that didn't go together. That was weird. They were trying to like paint a picture of like, are you getting a car? You got this. It sounded like it sounded like Cardi B's. I like it. Right. Going into like. Yeah, some, some other rap shit. Some Nas. Some Nas, like, 90s Nas right. rap. Some rap shit. Anyway. Yeah. All right, well. well that was fun. There you go. Well, you know you what? Fun. That's right. If you want to submit to this segment. Sorry, in the future, um, just send your MP3 to info at blabchat.com. Send an MP3. You can submit as many times as you want. So um, hopefully we choose you for the next segment. Nick, appreciate you coming through, man. Word up. Dog, let's give a round me. of applause to Nick. Yeah. Here in the building. Um, you shout out your socials ready, so we're good. Man, good luck with everything, man. Thank Can't you. Can't wait to see all the placements and all the you know, all the success and just it's up from here, man. That's Thank it. you. Appreciate you know, it's that. what we've all been waiting for. Yes, shout out to Cruz in the building one more time. Thank you. Make sure you guys check out those events too, March 11th. Respect the engineer.com. You guys got to go to this event. Um, if you're a producer, you're an engineer. Um, this is an opportunity for you to be around your peers and to just be inspired, man. You know, we need to um, start engaging more with our peers. So um, definitely hit those events up for sure. So on that note, we're out. Peace. See you guys next week. Later. Peace.